0: Hey, this is Mark with Magpie Coffee Roasters here and we are up in the mix.
1: Bye-bye. welcome to another edition of up in the mix coming to you hot from the honeycomb hideout this is sean aka the truth aka the super nicest
0: this is uh caesar aka de la foto aka Track puppy aka the plug aka the brown man uh in the yacht club, in the yacht club yes I, I just reminded How did he get me here? yeah How did he get here? I, mean, I just people like it for some odd reason I don't, <laughs> I don't even know why even anthony was just like you're you're a dickhead sometimes caesar and i was like yeah i don't know why people like it. But, <laughs> Anthony said that to you. Yeah.
1: So, it's to you, Anthony, for speaking the truth. Yes.
0: And I was like, I know. I know myself. I don't know why people like me, but they do. Who knows why? <laughs> you know? Well. How was your week, Sean? Uh,
1: my week was, it's been crazy. I don't even know where to start. Yes. But for having only worked three days this week, so <laughs> much happened. Yeah. Uh, the thing that I can't share right with the public. <laughs> uh, we did go look at some wedding venues uh, yesterday.
0: So, that was cool. Yeah. Um, we're not going to. Not put anything, but you went to the until,
1: yeah Until a final decision has been made. And then... Uh,
0: Do you have like a top two or three that you... you oh, have? I already know which one I want. Okay, you're, it's already on
1: deck? It's just like the cost. Like if, if like the cost. And if it, the juice is worth the squeeze. Yes. Right. That's like... We've already discussed like in a perfect situation, mm-hmm. wherever we want. So then it's just going to come down to like availability and cost. Yeah. Okay. Because we're not... I mean... Everything's so fucking expensive. I, I, I should have, I've should been prepared for this, but it's just like ridiculous <laughs> it's, and stupid. It's, it's just wild. It makes me not want to pay on principle.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Uh. everything inflation. Like I want to, well, I shoot like a little bit of film photography. And what I do is like my homie does it for me, you know, salute to that, Jay because he has everything, right? And then I'm like, I slowly want to just do it now that I got my own space at the house, right? Some chemicals, it said like as of like April or May of this year. 25% more For the chemicals to You know Do my film And I'm like man This sucks No wonder it costs so much For like A store to do it You know Yeah mm-hmm. It's old fashioned art form. And then inflation Like that's just like the thing Like there's all these Ridiculous stats Where it's like You haven't seen inflation like this In like 40 years Or something So Corporate greed Yeah That's always gonna win That's what America's based off Capitalism So <laughs> Yeah Uh
1: yeah, I was watching something <laughs> where, like, someone posted on Twitter how these people – there was, like, 10 people that had, like, a $175 bill and didn't tip. <laughs> and the amount of people on the feed that were, like, bitching about tipping I was, like, this is this is what's wrong. I'm, like, the amount of – like, the amount of people on this feed who are defending the person who didn't tip is what's wrong with this country.
0: Yeah, especially since when you go to other countries – you don't need a tip because they get paid the proper wage yeah. You know, like they get paid. The f-
1: amount of people who didn't know that like the, like, they're like the guy was like, I make five 15 an hour because of tips. Mm-hmm. So and like the amount of people who don't understand Dem- how yeah. little they, I'm mm-hmm. like, how do you not know this? Yeah. It's 2022.
0: It's crazy. Cause minimum wage could be, you know, 12, $13, but then there's like that uh, exceptions, the other wage where it's just like, Oh, we're just putting it into tips into consideration. But like, what if not everyone doesn't tip? Like, that's why you just if you just I was, if you just pay people the proper amount, like it'll. Make I'm really shocked easy. on
1: Twitter, but I was like, God damn, I can't believe how many people are defending the person who didn't tip. Yeah. And then the cool thing was Chad Ochocinco like mm-hmm. saw it and he was like, "Send me your Venmo, I got
0: you." Bro. I got you. Yeah. No. I'd probably just put my Venmo all over the place. Right. People should. Apparently, you know, people
1: just Venmo yeah. your money. Yeah. I mean, we we're yeah, you know, we're colored. We should just be like you know, leading into that. I should have been posting it every week <laughs> for Black History Month. <laughs> Like, you personally, uh, send me, uh, you know, if I should have reparations, yes. reparations. <laughs> holler they at it's. your boy.
0: It's not 40 acres and a mule, but. Just at just at Sean. Yeah.
1: S-H-A-U-G-H-N, people.
0: Mine's at De La <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Holler at us. We're, we were just talking before we were setting up. But it's just, everything is hard. Like, you know, you're picking your wedding stuff and, you know, me being a father with a mortgage now. And it's just, you know, and I work for the man. And people, minimum wage goes up, but my salary doesn't go up at all like no, our bills actually went up we like we
1: did get a raise but our bills went up so yeah. like our raise actually wasn't a raise it's not
0: really cola it's not really the cost of living yeah no like i did uh, i did the math and it was just like i get an extra like 100 bucks a month i think <laughs> for my raise so it's not much shut up you should be like yeah, and people are going to be mad at you like you greedy
1: like what do you want this is a- <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we have a special guest here yes, with we, us. We can rant on this all day. <laughs> who c- is welcome to join, because so I'm sure he has <laughs> much to say on all these topics. Uh-huh. But we have the very uh, high-esteemed man uh, about town who does has his hands in many things, which we're going to talk about. But Mr. Edward Coleman joins us today. Welcome to the show, welcome. Edward. Welcome. Thank
2: you. Thank you for having me. Yeah.
0: Do you have any AKAs, Edward?
2: Um... No, not really. No, not, just not Edward. Ed. No, no Ed. No, no Ed.
0: definitely no Eddie. No, Eddie. <laughs> you're too old for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like no E. What up,
2: E? No, no. Not even I,
0: from like Entourage. That's why you can't do E. Yeah,
1: he ruined it. <laughs> like everyone, anyone who goes by, you're like, are you a douchebag? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, welcome. We're glad to have you with us. Yeah, definitely. Especially uh, during these crazy times that we continue to live <laughs> in i don't have a story time for this week um i forgot to do to do a question of the week but last week's question i think we should ask that be a good because one because it yeah. was a good one yeah what cultural slash ethnic foods <laughs> should you like but don't
2: Ooh. um probably pig's feet because who likes them right under 50 they're disgusting <laughs> It's like that's their foot. <laughs> Why would you eat someone's foot? Like a hoof. Yeah. Yeah. That's like yeah. I, like so There's just... a lot of cartilage in there. Like, yeah. it's,
0: it's tough in general. Like...
1: Yeah, there's there a reason like slaves ate that because the, that was all they Leftovers, had. Leftovers, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like a lot of those <laughs> – it's like one of those foods where grandpa would be like, mm-hmm. you guys don't eat. Like, no, <laughs> grandpa, we don't. We, <laughs> I know. We have, and that's why they have, have to come get, up. That's why they have to
3: get seasoned spice so much exactly. to like fight that cartilage. Yeah, cook for yeah. yeah.
0: You got to cook it for three weeks. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like chitlins or like mm-hmm. –
2: Remember what we talked about last week, tripe?
0: Uh, tripe tripa, yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, yeah. I actually enjoyed Um but yeah, pig's feet for some reason. I'm just like <laughs> it's their foot. They walk on that. Yeah. Like I wouldn't want somebody to eat. My yeah, foot. it's just not much meat.
0: Not yeah. much. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. But
1: like you said, foot. lots of t- lots <laughs> it's just lots of tendons,
0: cartilage. You know, and cartilage. if if it, if it if it does have meat, you're on you're on them all day. So it's like tough meat. Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah. tender. Yeah,
1: it's, unless you cook it for. <laughs> 16 hours. Yeah,
0: exactly. Let her marinate in like acid, like a lot of lemon <laughs> and hot sauce, you know, to uh, do that.
1: You know, at least we mm-hmm. know about like how to do that. I, I'm, I'm continually learning <laughs> more and more about cooking. Yeah. As I get older.
0: And then if you look, if you look back to, cause it's just like, um, Like we talked about last time where a lot of cultures almost have like beans and rice and like a protein or a starch like as a standard of all their dishes like base, yeah. because mm-hmm. that's all they had and they just had the cheapest and things like that. So that's why like tacos, a lot of lemon and lime because that acid breaks up the hard um, meat that's not tenderized, yeah. you know, and like same thing with every other food like that. Traditional mm-hmm.
1: foods. Mm-hmm. You know, never been yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> Or, you know, good cuts of meat. It's very few and far between for people to usually get a good cut of meat.
1: True. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, our first question is, just, what's your background? How yeah. did you end up in Reno from where are you originally from
0: arkansas
2: yeah arkansas
0: arkansas arkansas
2: uh, arkansas <laughs> yeah they they they're as defensive about that as nevadans are about nevada nevada, nevada. yeah i bet i bet yeah <laughs> it's like yeah. i'm not an arkansan <laughs> it's like but, okay like, and like <laughs> and for
0: me i get mad too because why do you say arkans like you in school do they not say arkansas like i don't understand uh, I don't either yeah
1: at least the nevada ones like the
2: proper <laughs> spanish way of saying <laughs> <Yeah. it.
0: laughs> Uh,
2: but um, yeah. yeah, I got dropped off here like <laughs> ten years ago, and I just decided to habitate here. Now, um, my sister—I was my sister moved out here ten years ago, and she got out to accept a promotion, so I moved out here with her. At the time, I owned my own business in Little Rock. Um, I do custom. I'm a trained tailor and designer, and I had a business called Ooh. So What. Oh,
0: all right, all right.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, anything with that, you really have to live on one of the coasts if you want to do something with it. So I was planning on moving to California and working and saving. And when she got that opportunity, I was like, oh, that's like 80% of my trip paid for. So I moved out here and I got to Reno and it reminded me a lot of Fayetteville, Arkansas, which is where I went to college okay. and I lived mm-hmm. for a while afterwards. It's a Sm- smallish college town in the mountains, surrounded by a bunch of rural areas. So I felt really at home here. Oh, okay. Nice. So I decided to stay. And you haven't regretted that decision? <laughs> uh, not really.
0: <laughs> here we go. Yeah, no, that's good.
2: Yeah, it's always a thing.
0: <laughs>
1: We're a step up from Arkansas,
2: Arkansas. <laughs> I would say a step to the side. There, see? <laughs> there
4: we go. <laughs> More
1: of a lateral move. Yeah. Uh, it, was it was the familiarity that kept
2: you.
0: Yeah. And yeah. like the same things that plagued, you know, over there probably plagues us here.
2: Yep. <laughs> Except here, you know, there's more connections. So San Francisco is what, four hours? Real close. LA and Vegas are one, two hour flights. So. What's the closest large city to Fayetteville? Yeah. Ooh. Uh, probably Tulsa, Oklahoma. How far Ooh. away is that? It's about two hours. Oh, okay. Tulsa. Yeah.
0: yeah i hear good things and like it's in oklahoma yeah <laughs> but um my friend kyle salute to you kyle he says uh tulsa it's kind of like reno now where it's like good foods coming in they got like they're getting a, culture they getting some culture you know especially because usa bmx is uh, based out of tulsa and he works for them now and so oh. he's taking all these trips over there and he's just like it feels like reno with like that's cool with like getting you know like Great cocktail bars and like the food. It's like it's getting there, changing. Mm -hmm.
2: That's good. Yeah, it it kind (laughs) of got hollowed out there in the end of the 90s through the 2000s. Mm -hmm.
0: But yeah, and you need to go visit over there, see how it is.
2: Another lateral step. (laughs) (laughs) I mean,
4: (laughs) you know, just to visit, you know, moving further. I don't know.
1: It's, it seems like hustling backwards. <laughs> it's not like I want to move no, then.
0: just to go check it out. It's you like, know?
1: You're going east, but not far enough east. Mm-hmm. I
0: don't know. Different worries out there.
1: <laughs> well, so when you moved to Reno, I mean, you are a tailor, a practicing tailor now. Like, how did you transition to to where you're at now, professionally and, and personally? Like, ten years
2: in one city. I can't, I have never done it like mm. as an adult. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so the first few years I, I worked, um, I started out I worked at a casino. I was a cash drop attendant. Like, first job I could get. And it was like the overnight shift, so 12 to 8 a.m. So I did that for about three months. And the whole time I was applying for other jobs and then I got hired by the state. Uh I worked at the state for almost a year and um, we parted ways. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that's when I opened, I started my business here. So for the next roughly two to three years, I did custom designs and tailoring um, alterations and it got pretty, pretty big. I had, before I started unwinding contracts, I had, um, I worked with a uh, small BMX company out of Minden. Um, I did a lot of their production work. So what that is is they would print the T-shirt pieces with the badges or logos or whatever on them, and then they'd send them to me, and I'd have um, ta- seamstresses sew them.
0: So you make, like, their jerseys for races and stuff?
2: Jersey shorts. Just t-shirts and um, Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm.
0: It's uh,
1: I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah,
2: yeah I did wedding dresses for a long time too. Uh, my my heart is in suits and like high fashion. So I really, after a while, I started realizing all I'm doing is alterations. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't like doing those. Then sort
0: I'm of so, making your own stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I got started once those ran out. Um, once those contracts ran out, I got out of that. Um. Took it down to just myself again and what I wanted to do, and I kept a few of my clients, but I went and worked, started working for the state again in 2014, and I was the quality assurance specialist for the National School Lunch Program, mm-hmm. um, lovingly referred to in the rurals as um, Michelle's enforcer, <laughs> <Jesus Christ. laughs> among other things. Oh my god. <laughs> That's your
3: nickname. That's an A.K.A. The, <laughs> the
0: amount of people who forcing. complain
1: about the fucking school program oh that God. Michelle Wells started is so ridiculous.
2: <laughs> it really was. But um,
1: No, but, I heard someone complaining about it like last
2: week. <laughs> Still, <laughs> yeah. it's like eight, what, eight years now? Six years? Oh. Jeez. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, Michelle. I was like, oh. oh, my God. She just wants people to be healthy and they don't. They don't I, I don't them. know. How do you argue against that? But uh, i don't know either
0: but people (laughs) do they find a way they find a way like they they could find a way to argue about being better doing better against yourself but they can't find a way to like you know drive certain people like drive properly on the freeway are gonna
1: find you know a way to go against you because of who you are
2: no matter what
0: what. all right Mm -hmm. but
2: but yeah i did that for about almost five years, off and on. I did switch position once and came back to Department of Agriculture with a little more authority. So, um, but yeah, I had fiscal and regulatory authority over every school district that participated in the National School Lunch Program. And like within a year, I brought everybody in the state into compliance with the federal regulations. So that was a combination of busting heads. Refusing to pay people, uh, imposing fines, no. clawing back money, yeah. forcing cha- hiring changes, civil rights adjustments, and she's so been super popular. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. That, that. My, my manager's like, people want me to fire you. <laughs> Again, for, for doing your for job For doing well. your job, what it's supposed to be. To yeah, me. like, come on. Unfortunately, Michelle Obama anticipated them because my pay was half federal, half state. And mm-hmm. if the state cut off my funding, the feds would kick it all in. So they couldn't defund me. Oh.
0: <laughs> Damn, that alley-oop right there. You need it.
2: Yeah, and the state <laughs> actually liked the money coming back because um, – after about two years, I got I built the team in Las Vegas, so we we grew. Mm. Nice.
0: So now you have a squad.
2: I do. Yeah. I, I I don't know how effective they were without me directly <laughs> there, but
0: but you had people. Yeah. You had well, you. <laughs> when I left, I can't but, imagine the
1: bureaucracy you must have dealt with. You, it's, it's,
2: I actually didn't have much. Um, it all kind of began and ended with me because of that position
0: well that's awesome then
2: yeah mm. um, i yeah. had oversight but if i made the call that was the call that's good wow yeah.
0: and to have the person do the do things for the right reason and just because it's the right you thing mean, you mean
1: you mean an example of government working yeah <laughs> as <laughs> it's supposed to not not people actively trying to for the benefit of the people for Ah. the benefit of the people who would have thought
2: what a
0: concept oh man what a concept people need to listen to this
2: podcast (laughs) but for months after i left like the people were sitting like people still want to know if you're going to come back they're Uh, like call is edward really gone (laughs) that's how you know you're doing a good job establish that
0: dominance you know Mm. i
2: was like yeah I'll be back. Just tell them I'll be back. Yeah.
0: <laughs> just to keep them keep on keep the toes. On toe. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. You
1: set a standard that was too high to reach. hmm
0: No. <laughs> and it's great. I talked to my brother about this the other day. It's like, why is my average of something way higher than the other person's average? You know? Like, it doesn't matter living or, like, whatever the situation You have like, higher
1: standards for yourself.
0: You know? But, like, I'm not trying to tell people I'm better than them. I'm just like, no, this is how it should be. Like, I don't know. we had that conversation higher
1: expectations Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's the same with teaching like Mm -hmm. you expect more of your students you'll get more yeah you know it's it's pretty simple Mm -hmm. yeah so do you still have like a love for designing that or an itch for designing that
0: you
2: that you scratch somehow i do um so for oh right before the pandemic hit i took on a contract with an individual um for 10 custom design outfits. So I'll still do custom work. Um, when I have time and, um, it's pro- it's going to be a passion. I, mm-hmm. I see myself retiring and still designing.
0: Nice. That's cool. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of, a lot of things going on in my head right now. So yeah, <laughs> I was thinking maybe
1: there's some introductions that need to, that be needs made. to be made. Yeah. 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 We're thinking of the same person.
0: Mm-hmm. We have a meeting coming up soon too. So, you
1: know, but, uh, How did you, so you you moved here, you have your job, you have all this going on, and then eventually you got involved in politics. What
2: inspired that move to get involved here with the Democratic Party? Um, So that really started in 2016 um, for a couple of reasons. One, um, the Hillary hate was just huge online, Um, like not hating her but her followers were hateful so um, I wanted I supported Bernie in 2016 and just seeing how vicious 50 uh, year old white women can be was eye-opening I was like Jesus and then seeing um the results <laughs> the, not just the results but how um, black leadership um, was reacting to them and how they reacted to them it just wasn't It wasn't um, something that I appreciated. Uh, To me, I always think of the rights of black people. Our humanity is just a series of constitutional amendments and Supreme Court rulings. Mm -hmm. And that can be undone in a heartbeat. And these people didn't seem to take that into account when they were making statements, Mm -hmm. pushing certain candidates, things like that. So I decided that somebody would have to do that for them. So. That's really what drew me in. <clears throat> so in 2016, um, I ran for vice chair of the Washoe County Democratic Party for the first time and I didn't win and I didn't expect to, but my plan was to introduce myself to them and let them know who I was, figure out how their systems worked, mm-hmm. and then later on move in on it.
0: And dip the well, toe in there yeah let let them know who's coming in. Obviously mm-hmm. it worked
1: yeah um so had you always been was we talking politically engaged like from when you were a kid, or was that something your parents introduced you to? How did that go?
0: Did the sidewalk start at all <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> 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 um my mom really was involved in a lot of politics and and stuff like I didn't even know about like i just uh she passed away in two thousand eight and I'm unpacking some of her. Things my sister was, and she found a letter that she wrote, like from when we were in elementary school, and like we had this racist principal, and just one day that principal was gone. And she Ooh. had like written all these letters and organized like the Arkansas NAACP and basically told the school board, Here's your options, get rid of her, or we're going to take you down. Ooh. And I was like, Damn. I didn't know. Yeah, mom? What's so, up? <laughs> yeah, a lot of stuff after that made a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Like, she marched for the 6. Mm-hmm. She was um, active in her community. And I just, I didn't know mm-hmm. because I'm just like, oh, mom's going to cook for me today. Yeah, that's it. right. Yeah, you uh-huh. your parent as a parent. Yeah. Yeah. No, not
0: as like other things, you know? Yeah. No, that's awesome.
2: Yeah. And like in 20, 2008, when Obama first ran, that's when we, she and I really started talking politics. So she passed right before right after the election was called for him. But at that time I was supporting John Edwards. And we had so su- such <laughs> big arguments about why I wasn't supporting Obama. Yeah. <laughs> um I still believe to this day that I was right, but yeah. I now can understand her point. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Sticking to your guns even now. That's right. You have to. <laughs> you have to
1: Well that's that's you, you mentioned being a part of your community. I think that's something that is missing, you know, in this country is mm-hmm. that, you know, being, that's, I feel like that's how it starts. It's like, if you're a part of a community, you have connections with others, you work for common goals and that leads you to get involved with politics because, you know, at the local level is, you know, is how it starts, is how all of this starts. Mm-hmm. So, um, how has moving here in Reno, how have you become more involved in the community through working with the party and and being involved?
2: Um, I guess I've met a lot more of the black community through politics here. Um, The black community here is kind of fractured, in my estimation. There's not much connection, so there's a bunch of organizations kind of doing their own thing in silos. And they all um, intersect with that, with politics. So... Um, that's how I met a lot of the black organizations and then from that other black people and other other groups.
1: Nice. Mm-hmm. And how did all of that
2: lead to you running for office? So I, I like to plan <laughs> stuff long term and I guess I should explain that um, the one thing that I, people always want to know what I believe in and I always tell them power. So... Every system uh, every system works a certain way to produce a certain outcome, but you can't really take over that system unless you know how it works. So my run was kind of two-pronged. If I'd have won, great. If I didn't win, my second objective was to figure out who the power players are around here, identify them, find out what they do, what they need, and how best I can bring them under my influence. And that, as far as the run goes, I didn't win by a long shot, but successfully after that, the year after that, I ran for vice chair and won.
0: Mm. Sometimes like you gotta people are people out here playing checkers. Yeah. You got to know man is, this man is not. No, you got to know who you're dealing with out there. Mm. That's, that's fantastic. Know, know that. Enemy. Just
1: gained so much more. I mean, I yeah. already respected you a lot. Gained so much more respect just listening to you talk about this. Yeah, no. Intentional, like mm-hmm. we talk about
0: that, like yeah, being intentional with like your actions and your thoughts, and you know it'll, you know, and at the end of it, it's like a game, not initially a game, but like chess, you know. Yeah, how
1: how did how was running for office, putting yourself out there, campaigning here in in Reno, which we yeah, we, know, we, <laughs> we, know, we know know how it rolls. is <laughs>
4: um, it especially
1: was, in like the uh what do you say 2018 so mm-hmm. in the
2: post trump
0: environment <laughs> yes
2: yeah it was it actually wasn't that bad so um i don't know if it's me my demeanor or how i come off but i've walked knocked on i would say about 70% of the doors in 8024 from South Reno all the way up to the northern parts up by the university. And I encountered um, mo- I encountered quite a few Republicans that initially were like, oh, Democrat, no. And I'm like, well, there's a general election too. So I want to talk to you about that. And um, I know several people after we talked, they were like, you know, if you make it to the general election, I'm going to vote for you. So in general, I hate Republicans, um, especially at the national level, because I mean they they're basically the party of white supremacy. But when you meet people on a local level, and you you have to have the ability to connect to them and meet them where they are, and uh, so I I was able to do that, and um, while I did get you know the the rando who was like. I don't want anything to do with you get off my lawn Mm -hmm. type thing. Um, That was far less than the people who were, I want to talk to you.
0: Tell Mm -hmm. me more. That's good. That open-mindedness. I mean, you
1: have to, if you're, I mean, no, you don't have to, obviously. (laughs) But you would like someone running for office to be that open-minded and willing to talk to others. Did, Did you find, like, talking to these people who had the opposite beliefs,
2: did you learn anything or gain any insight that helped you from that um as far as their beliefs now the, their beliefs were were uh because <laughs> were batshit crazy yeah, okay. right and um i would never agree with any of that but there were some personal things as far as i'm a person you're a person that if you get them to understand mm-hmm. sure they still have the crazy thoughts but mm-hmm. suddenly those thoughts are in cast in doubt and i think that's um, I think that was the biggest influence I had is to kind of shake that foundation because when they constantly are being reinforced, reinforced, and then they meet something that's like, wait a minute, this isn't the same as this. And suddenly they have to reassess everything.
0: No, that's good because I, I just, in my head, it was like the internet. So when they're on the internet, co- same group of people and the same things, but they don't see the average person, like like when you're knocking on their door, to show them like, hey,
1: one they live in bubbles they, yeah, they yeah, live yeah. in these like you always talk about mm. bubbles like i know we're from, growing up from here we're mm. friends with a lot of people who i mean we grew up surrounded by republicans yeah, and yeah. we're friends or just know a lot mm. of people who are republicans from growing up here and i think it's there's something for that you know just knowing you i mean yes they have crazy beliefs But, like, having that personal relationship, I think at least it it helps you, you know, make a connection with them that otherwise they might not ever experience. Mm -hmm. Especially growing up in these secluded areas,
0: these uh, small little cities with the role on the outside. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm.
4: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Well, uh, you want to take our first break, Caesar? Yeah. And you can play your song of the week. So, yeah, uh,
0: my song of the week is, uh, you know, Conway La Machina came out with a new album. And uh, this is a song so much more. So uh, listen and enjoy, guys. So.
4: They say the eyes is the windows to the soul of a man I look at you and see you weak so I know where you stand I can't let nobody in the way of my goal and my plan To say I'm your bro, I'm your man I know they won't understand drum work, you know it's the brand Drunk Created work. diamonds when niggas left me with coal in my hand Now it's like a Thanos bitch, I got every stone in my hand Used to stand in front of that store with the pole in my pants Now I'm parked right in front of that same store in the lane. I'm a motherfucking legend nigga uh, And I ain't have to sell my soul to sell no records, nigga I wrote some of the illest verses ever and shifted the culture but I probably never get the credit, nigga But part of me hope I never do Cause if I'm already called the best ever this shit was left to do Why you think all my shit so electric when I step in booth My tweet got taken out of context They think I left the group. Yeah, it's so much more, it's so much more Don't let them put me in no box Cause I'm so much more, yeah. I'm so much more, I'm so much more, more so much more. Listen, don't confuse me. It's just another rapper. I'm so much more than that. More than that. i'm More than love, that. Love. Don't let him tell you one side of the story. It's so much more than that. More than that. It's my side of the story, though. Yeah. Nigga. Love. I heard this beat and I floated Told him I was next I ain't just talk about it I showed it First heard me on Hitler 2 Put the industry on notice Haulin ass tape reject 2 Then I was to Spent 200 of my own bread Giving back during Covid Front lines feeding families Niggas ain't even promoted Winning coats for the kids and hot meals for the homeless They post me getting arrested But this side of me they never show it They hear the songs about how we be selling dope In the shootouts we just products of our environment You know I never. A dm to rap on my cover and asked him to throw it on his pages, I was too focused on staying focused, I think that's a bogus way to try to get noticed, when people organically fuck with your music, that's a bonus, but to each his own, then I'd rather grind myself, that's a key component, like I told Skis, you gotta seize the moment, don't ever let a nigga think you need him or owe him, nigga go for yours, cause it's a chance when a business relationship just get infected like an open sore. they going on these podcasts talking about what you owe him for, that 360 attractive the most is rappers modern-day slaves them crackers own all the masters facts my nigga used to fill my glass up the henny for jay got say why my people still buying henny for yeah. it's so much more it's so much more don't let them put me in no box because i'm so much more i'm so much more i'm so much more i'm so much more listen don't confuse me it's just another rapper. I'm so much more than that more than that, more than that. I'm more than look, that look, don't, than don't that. let them tell you one side of the story It's so much more than that more, to that. more, than, that. more than that yeah yeah it's so much more it's so much more, more. don't let them put me in no box cuz I'm, so more. More. Yeah. I'm so much more I'm so much more I'm so much more I'm so much more listen don't confuse me it's just another rapper. I'm so much more than that, more than that more than Love, that. More than don't that. let them tell you one side of the story. It's so much more
1: than, more, than more, than more, than more than that. More than that. Welcome back. That was uh, Caesar's song of the week. So much more by Conway the Machine.
0: Brand new album. Brand new. Griselda just keeps coming out with bangers. I don't know what to say. And uh, this one, it just talks about he's just more than a rapper. He does more than that, and he could be other things. But this, he's more. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, uh, I, you know, the three of them are hard workers, and when you have three people in a group, that's three solo albums plus yeah. group projects. And if you plan it out right, yeah. like they have, and like like Wu Tang did, and, uh-huh. you know, they you always have new material coming out, and just keep the machine rolling while it's top.
0: Yeah, and just working at that same level, you know. Yeah, like everyone giving a hundred and ten, no matter what, and you know, supporting su- each, support be each better, other, yeah. and like that's how you get better. You know, you get better by, like in basketball, playing someone that's better than you.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, pushing each other. That's how it goes. Bars, bars, bars. <laughs> the Machina. Let's go. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, uh, speaking of pushing people to get better. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we always try it up in the mix. <laughs> Ed,
1: you, so, Edward, you are now currently the chair of the Black Democratic Caucus of Nevada, correct? The
0: state?
2: Yes. The, the Nevada Democratic Black Caucus. There we go. <laughs> It's too many
0: <laughs> it's the same words, but just different yes, yes. different layout. you've <laughs> <laughs>
2: remixed it a little bit yeah. that's okay.
1: Uh, <laughs> can you like explain to our listeners the role uh, of, and the purpose of the caucus and then your role
2: within that? Sure. So um, essentially what the NDBC does is it advocates for black voices, um, black empowerment, and black inclusion at the state level Democratic Party. Um, we're different. There's uh, the Washoe County and it has a huge name. I just call it the Washoe County Black Caucus. It does that same thing at the county level. So its purview is Washoe County and it does the exact same thing for black people there. And we are connected. Um, they support us. We support them if we need to. And so that's, that's kind of how the organizations lay out themselves. So NDBC and then Washoe County. Um, If there were a rural Black Caucus or a Clark County Black Caucus that was affiliated with the Democratic Party, um, I would extend the same invitation to them to kind of connect with us. Structurally, we have a a vice chair for each of the main three areas in Nevada, so Washoe, Clark, and the rurals. And they they are the ones who generally interact with those county-level caucuses and then stuff feeds up to me and I take it to the state central committee or the state executive board.
1: So you're officially, like you said, affiliated with the larger state democratic party. Um, How has that been watching the, the changes that it's been going through (laughs) uh, the last couple of years?
2: So it's been, it's been interesting. So we, we've been up and running for about a year now. And all of this started, we started actually the same week that Judith Whitmer and her um, first e-board were elected was the same week that we were, we became an active caucus or approved to be an active caucus. So it's been interesting watching the... the and
1: she led a wing of the Democratic Party, let's say less traditional
2: (laughs) (laughs) um i don't honestly i don't even i wouldn't classify them completely as democrats they have democratic tendencies but a lot of their leanings are more socialist um Mm. and since there's no significant socialist party we inherited them is kind of how i see it but um Watching them and uh, their shenanigans with trying to essentially de-charter the Washoe County Democratic Party's been hilarious. So um, the hope the state party itself, uh, to me, is devolved. It used to feel like it had a statewide reach, and now its reach is essentially Clark County-ish. So um, I'm, I'm watching them diminish, and... What early on, I decided to insulate the NDBC from the state party, and then later on, also the victory campaign. We still maintain connections with them, but should I don't know for some reason one of them go down, the NDBC still would be able to operate. So it, it's like <laughs> it's like watching you know, where it's like I'm on the sidelines watching King Kong and Godzilla duke it out, and I'm just like. <laughs> Oh, that poor city. We have our we have our city over here. We're okay. Oh well. (laughs) Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's change the subject. (laughs) Too depressing. Like oh, we'll we'll touch. I have a question for later. (laughs) Like I don't want to. How do you feel about you run the Facebook page? For the Nevada, for the Washo,
2: or for the Nevada or Washo, um, I do the I run the Nevada Democratic Black Caucus. The Washoe County Black Caucus handles its own Facebook okay. page.
1: So I know you shared a lot of information about Black History Month on there. How do you personally feel about Black History Month, and how has it, um, how like has changed in your lifetime? Just watching it evolve.
2: Um, I think it's been whitewashed. First, it was just completely ignored. Um, I honestly remember vaguely being in elementary school in Arkansas. And when it was made, when Black History Month, it was Martin Luther King's birthday was made a federal holiday. And there was a lot of talk in Arkansas then about... (laughs) Robert E. Lee Day, which is mm. what they chose to do instead of MLK Day at that time, and so, so they, they chose instead of celebrating <laughs>
1: Martin Luther King Jr., an actual American, yeah. they chose to celebrate Robert Lee, Confederate general, who was a traitor to the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Just, Sorry, just that, tra- to, that tracks. Just, me. just. just <laughs> that I, tracks. I just want to reemphasize yeah. that. Yeah, I, I don't want to, you know, <laughs>
2: stereotype a state, but like.
0: The, that tracks yeah. in my. They're doing eyes. it for me. <laughs> yes.
2: Yep. I, all the stereotypes mm-hmm. about Arkansas are correct just just so you know. <laughs> 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 I mean, the only one I yeah. have is racist. Yeah, so. I haven't been there, so I don't. The only know, thing, yeah, just what the first time I learned
1: about Arkansas was with Ruby Bridges, Little Rock. So, yeah, that's my reference point.
0: That's a uh, step one. <laughs> <laughs> Intro.
1: Okay, so this little black girl just wanted to go to school, and everyone, they, the National Guard had to be called in. Yes, Got everyone it. calling her names, Got it. throwing her things. Got it. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: <laughs> And those people are still alive. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Same year my parents were born. My mom was born. Yeah. That happened. Okay. Cool. Cool.
0: And they're like, oh, it's all in the past.
1: What are you talking yeah. about? My parents aren't they're that like, old. That's okay. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. people are still alive. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's
2: like, my my grandma was alive then mm-hmm. and she's still alive. Yeah. So Yeah. It's like, this isn't that long ago. Yeah. But um what was I talking about? Oh yeah. A Black, history, Black, Month. History, Black Month. history Month. So yeah. there re- it really wasn't celebrated early on. And really I think the best thing and the worst thing that happened was to it was the uh, black lives matters movement that kind of pushed black history back in front of everybody it was good because it brought it back but it was bad because like most things that are good for black people in this country once it comes back and catches on it gets co-opted and then whitewashed Mm -hmm. so I feel like it's been whitewashed a lot more than it has been in the past, and it feels like each year it gets more and more whitewashed, corporatized, yeah, sanitized mm-hmm. for mass consumption.
1: Mm-hmm. It
2: can't be threatening if
1: everyone's gonna, <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> and plus they try to use it for their They're own celebrating their black, own profit, celebrating
1: black, you know, like yeah. it's on every commercial now, yeah. Like I was watching. Like the Warriors game, like NBC is celebrating Black History Month by oh, highlighting yes. difference makers, you know, and it's like in every game the they first, have to say something. Yeah. And it's just like oh, the first black you know basketball coach, yeah. went on blah blah blah. I'm like okay, mm-hmm. like why are you
2: focusing? Yeah, yeah. why aren't you focusing mm-hmm. on the things that made him <laughs> that like yeah, or even better, NBC and the other stations could say NFL, get your act together, or we're not broadcasting. Oh my God.
0: It's it's too much of too too much about money. It's not. I take joy though in watching
2: just how fucking openly
1: (laughs) (laughs) incompetent the NFL is with dealing with racism, like with this lawsuit that just got filed. It's like you know, like it's just the running joke, like the memes on the (laughs) internet. Like it's like even white white dudes on like ESPN are just openly joking about Mm -hmm. how ridiculous it is. That's how. That's how you know it's bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're just like, oh look, of course he got fired. He was black. Like. Yeah, it's, like, it's not even <laughs> like they made, they were trying to hire a, a high school, they tried to hire a high school football coach to replace the six like the, the semi-successful black coach mm-hmm. that they had fired.
0: Try to bust the Ted Lasso. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
1: They're like, yeah. Oh, but
2: uh, well, tell us about your not like let's talk about some positive. Tell yeah. Us,
1: tell us about this nonprofit
2: you're starting. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to be... If you can. yeah, I can tell you some things about it. Um, so it's called the Black Community Collective or the BCC. And it'll be going live probably in June, depending. There's still discussions around funding and all that stuff. But um, initially it looks like it's going to be funded for a full year, possibly longer, depending. So um, the purpose of it is to build, strengthen and reinforce the social determinants of health for the black community. And what that, what that means is um, there's, there's a bigger definition of it, but essentially that's jobs, that's healthcare, that's education and cultural competencies and things like that for a community. Um, in my research for it, one of the things that builds a resilient community is having these, um, they call them pillars. And what that is, is um, systems that support things that make people's lives better or the social determinants of health. So I'm looking at figuring out how to do how to do that. Um, I have more of a business leaning and I understand that for a lot of black business owners and a lot of black nonprofits, the number one problem is access to capital and um, technical skills. So how to find a grant, how to fill out an application and things like that. So that's going to be one of the primary purposes is providing one the BCC will go look for those for you and help you fill that out and you know walk you through that process and teach you how to do it <clears throat> on that side culturally um we just need black culture brought into Reno just period we get we have some here and it's great um but I think just the wider range of black culture needs to also have a chance to come here and just let people see Um, i'm a big believer in in introducing new ideas to people and and that's really what i what i see this as is an opportunity to do that so nice Mm -hmm. sounds
0: sounds really good yeah (laughs) fantastic yeah
2: um do you know or do you
1: have any organizations you're looking to partner with or hoping to work with uh, to further this, these goals?
2: Um, yeah. So initially we'll probably be working closely with black wall street. And after that, it'll be any community partner that we can, both nonprofits and um, businesses and individuals and families. What my heart is really set for and um, for fundraising, for the fundraising aspect is I really want to do a, um, I can't think of the name of it, but a, a universal basic income for black families in Reno for about a year or two if I can find it, find the money mm-hmm. to do it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: salutes to past uh, co-host TC, uh, a friend of ours. His wife is doing a study at the University of Denver right now. On, they're piloting a program on uh, universal basic income for um, homeless individuals and people I forgot the other group of people, just to see, um, you know, the effect, to, to highlight the effects and study the effects. Um, it's, it's an idea, I think, that's, I mean, obviously because of Andrew Yang, but you know this was something don't,
2: don't put him in this. <laughs> I, <yeah. laughs>
1: um, it was great I, I had my students debate this and mm-hmm. none of them mentioned his name so i was very mm-hmm. happy with that because they uh i was like this is a very old idea you know martin luther king jr yeah expressed this and it goes back to even like the republicans of like the eisenhower era republicans who were trying to figure out ways to improve the safety net of american when we were like the, the country was very prosperous and mm-hmm. expanding and uh, civil rights and all these things were being uh, challenged for the first time and to how to address some of these problems so um, that's amazing and yeah any way that <laughs> that could happen I think yeah um, because I think it's something that in the future obviously is going to be necessary as you know we move from a service economy to who knows what it's going to be in the future when you know there's people aren't going to have jobs. Yeah,
2: it's it's going to be totally knowledge based. Yeah, and as we know, uh, knowledge is not very valued in this, right now. In this I was going to say they <laughs> yeah. haven't quite figured out how to quantify it. <laughs> that's like part of my dissertation is uh, intangible assets, which is the knowledge based economy. So, yeah, I would. Yeah, that's super interesting because. <laughs> Uh, like can they commodify it somehow parts of it but some parts
1: yeah it's just yeah that's i think being in education that's always the thing it's like you can't qualify this like Mm -hmm. how can you quantify understanding of your society and how to live in it you know like you like you, you, how to navigate modern society is not quantifiable. I'm, I tell my students all the time, I'm like, no, what's going to happen is you're just going to fail and you're not going to know these things. And you're just going to go through life with like a lower ceiling of what you could be or what you could achieve. And you'll never know it. And you'll just be frustrated. And, you know, some of you might be frustrated mm-hmm. at it, but you'll never understand
4: why yeah, you're frustrated, why you're frustrated
1: mm-hmm. and why, you know, what's going on because you were never taught the tools and the and to see the wider system of how mm. these things work. Yeah. T- tip of the fitted to you, Edward. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Well, is there anything else you want to you want to share or talk about before we move on that you have going on?
2: Uh, no, that's that's all I got going on. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> it's already that's a it. lot. It's uh, already yeah, a that's lot. That's it. <laughs>
0: uh, um, You got your song of the week, right? My
1: song of the week. We were talking about it a couple weeks ago. um, And just with everything that's going on, Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people are just in this mood. So the song is Get By by Talib Kweli. So uh, listen and enjoy.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We sell crack to our own out the back of our homes. We smell the musk of the dusk and the crack of the dawn. We go through episodes too, like attack of the clones. What till we break a back and you hear the crack of the bone again? Just to get by, just to get by, just to get by. We commute to computers, spirits stay mute while your ego spread rumors. We survivalists turn to consumers. Just to get by, just to get by, just to get by, just to get by. You ask why some people gotta live in the trailer? Cause like a sailor, paint a picture with the pen like Norman Mailer. Me, a Wella raised three daughters all by herself with no think about the struggle and I find the strength of myself These words melt in my mouth They hot like the jail cell in the south Before my nigga core bailed me out just to get by, just to get by Just to get by, just to get by Do a dial like best stars, see the red sky out the window of the Red eye the lead blouse g rap shit, live in the lead dive and stay crunk it's easy to pull a breezy smoke trees and we stay drunk your activism attacking the system the blacks and latins in prison numbers in prison they victim black and the vision and know they got is rapping to listen to i let them know we missing you your love is unconditional even when the condition is critical when the living is miserable your position is pivotal i ain't bullshitting you now why would i lie just to get by just to get by
0: Welcome back guys that was Sean's song of the week and it was "Get by, by talib kwali yeah just
1: had to play you know the the anthem the anthem <laughs> <laughs> salutes to everyone out there yeah just get by uh the classic and uh we've talked about all the remixes and everything mm-hmm. and the same but i wanted to play the original just yeah uh, we both remember it like them underneath the brooklyn bridge <laughs> yeah. like
0: for me it was like college dorm room that's when it that's when it came and I'm like me and my roommate I'm like what the fuck is this? This is time. Like mm, it was good. Yeah,
1: cuz we're always trying to get by. Yeah. 20 years ago I was trying to get by and here I am 20 years later trying to get by. Trying to maintain every day. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, Next up is our meandering question se- section, Edward. Are you ready for this? It's
0: this our hard card copy and you might be sweating a little bit. <laughs> who knows.
1: All right. <laughs> All right. As a black man, who was someone who was a role model when you were younger? That you looked up to, and who is someone now that serves as a role model for you?
2: Um. So when I was younger, there was a there was a gentleman in the town that I grew up in, a Mister Milton. Mister um, Milton had, for at the time, we what I considered the perfect house. He was very well regarded in the town, very knowledgeable, and I remember he gave me a watch, and. He was like a Mason and then they had like the little Mason building that only Masons could go in. I was Ooh. like, Oh, it's like, what are they doing in there? It's the Illuminati right there. <laughs> dark magic. Are they <laughs> reshaping the world? You know, but he always had good words to say, always encouraging. Mm-hmm. So um, I really appreciated him as a child. Um, now that I'm an adult, oh, that's a tough one. Um, I don't think I have any mentors in adulthood, but what I do have is I've been lucky through the years that I've had certain people come into my life at certain times and they've been able to help guide me. So I have a lot of, I guess, historical lessons to fall back on that are still relevant to today. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I like
1: how the last two people we've asked, we need to ask this to everyone now, but yeah. have been someone when they're younger than their person, like not some famous person or something, but like uh, we asked Jessica that last week and, mm-hmm. um, you know, she mentioned Angie Taylor. It was so intangible that they knew and saw that, that, you know, helped them in some way. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that's, that's,
0: that's it's interesting saying, mm-hmm. yeah, we should yeah,
2: continue great- that one. Yeah. Uh, the mm-hmm.
0: next one with all the things you do and going on in the world, what do you do to decompress?
2: um well i practice aikido it's a it's considered a defensive martial art mm. and i um play dungeons and dragons mm.
1: nice nice balance he has even has ba- the, balance in your decompression the things. physical the <laughs> mental physical and mental you
2: got it yeah all right all right i never thought about it like that
0: <laughs> see you got to see with that third eye sometimes you <laughs> that's know? right so you come to open the mix right here you see things objectively
1: do you have any uh, like other like board games or anything that you that you play or to, for entertainment or for fun?
2: Um, I'm a I still play World of Warcraft, and I just got sucked into Elvenar. It's like some online city building game. Mm. Interesting.
0: Jeff probably knows that one. <laughs> yeah.
1: Do you have you seen the new I don't know, like Elven Ring that just came out? Have you heard of that game? Are you a big gamer? No, I'm not. Okay. Either. Uh, yeah, I was wondering about that because it's just, I don't know about it. I saw um, it on the internet. Yeah. It's the new hotness, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, wh- here's the question. <laughs> What's your take on the current state of the Democratic Party, both locally and nationally, as we head towards the midterms?
2: So nationally, I think the Democratic Party is uh, has basically said, we're not doing black stuff. Um, I know a few weeks ago, there were prominent Democrats on TV saying that our strategy is to focus on everyone from Appalachia to the Rockies. And I'm like, that's white people. That's middle America. Mm-hmm. That's not any of the coastal cities or any areas where, that have large black. Where populations. Where everyone lives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, yeah, whatever percentage, handful of people that is, you know. And, um, and just in general, within the, at the state level... I feel like, I feel like it's, um I feel like it's gonna, it's it. I feel like it's in a shambles to a certain extent. They're gonna, there's, it's gonna be, already gonna be a hard cycle, this election cycle. And the infighting and the vindictiveness and, and just sometimes the pure hate that comes out um, is just, it's inhibiting and it's turning off black voters. Um, so, yeah, I feel like, pretty much at both levels they're really trying to step away from what they consider black issues and black problems which is to a certain extent what ben biden led with when he his first year Hmm. so then they're just gonna count on us to (laughs) save him again at the last minute um i yeah but i don't know if that's gonna happen (laughs) oh no we all know it's not gonna happen we're gonna be sitting back
1: watching this like well I guess you guys are going to have to solve this for yourselves.
2: Yeah. (laughs) You know, the the I I tell everybody, I call it my you can't take nothing from zero strategy. Mm -hmm. If you don't give black people something to vote for, saying that, oh, you're going to die in the streets, or you're not going to be able to own a home, or you're not going to be able to vote. Things that are already true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're like, okay, what else you got? What's new? (laughs) Yeah. And?
0: Yeah. (laughs)
1: Uh it's gonna be an interesting two years yes it
2: is
0: <laughs> all right next question we're gonna lighten it up um someone told me you're into you know some marvel and comic book stuff
2: <laughs> yeah
0: so what is your favorite uh like mcu mo- moment so far
2: um it's got to be um, at the end of Avengers Endgame when Captain America's, like, strapping his broken shield on uh-huh. and then he gets the communication. That one. Like, uh, I cried. I was like, that was legit. Dude,
0: fantastic. Because, you like, you were expecting them to come back,
1: but then everything happened and you forgot.
0: You forgot because mm-hmm. it was so intense.
1: The fight scene was so mm-hmm. intense. Mm-hmm. Them getting their
0: fucking asses kicked yes. by Thanos. Yes.
1: And yes. you're just like, oh, and then, oh, yeah. They, the the way they played that through was perfect.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's funny because my part's right before it, where Captain America picked up Mjolnir, mm-hmm. and that was mine. I've been waiting that thing since uh, like Age of Ultron, <laughs> you know. And in the comic books, he's one of the few people who's picked it up. That's right. And when it happened, I like scream like a little girl, grab my lady by her thigh, and she's like, "What the fuck? I'm so excited!" <laughs> So excited, yeah!
1: One of mine was just when Black Panther first opened, <laughs> and just seeing the w- the way people went out to see the movie, mm-hmm. and the, and just I was like, oh my god, like people in dashikis, and just right. I what
3: was, was like,
1: I was like, nothing about any of this is too extra. Yeah, and I was like, go! Oh, I was like, I wish I lived in like Atlanta or somewhere yeah. where we could go like watch like all a beautiful black people. Yeah. Yes, oh,
2: that would be great. That yeah. would have been great. Yeah.
1: We should have taken a road trip. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt.
2: Because,
1: <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, just the pride of, like, seeing my mm-hmm. nephew, like, dressed up as Black Panther. It's like, we didn't have that shit. When, you know, like, mm-hmm. we had Storm.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But she was African, you know, like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Bishop. Like, there weren't that many.
0: And, like, Storm does have, like, a big storyline that, you know, kind of, like, changes throughout the years and different things in the comics, you know. But Bishop didn't have really too much. It like like, pretty standard. Yeah. You know, so like not a lot, you know, Latinos, we don't have a lot either. I was just about to say. And it's like, that's, like the thing. Like, I think
1: mm-hmm. there's like, I'm like, there's not really any Asian characters really. Mm-hmm. There's like Sunspot who buddy yeah. like died. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: And it, it's just tough, you know?
1: Yeah. But that representation just matters. It matters. Much. Like
0: me having a kid, like she kind of like gravitates to the, like the dolls that are like a little bit more darker shade, you know, even though she's still light, but like, you know?
1: Yeah yeah mm-hmm. um what is who or who is your favorite marvel character and then do you have any like a favorite dc character or any other comic book characters that you are into oh
2: yeah uh dc it's batman uh mm-hmm. no questions asked no he's the man he's a or dickhead he's even I number him. two <laughs> <laughs> like, exactly. a DC, like maybe martian manhunter <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know you light a cigarette and that's it he's done he's done. <laughs> You can't even hang around the campfire. It's like, oh, I gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) He
0: crumbles. He crumbles. It's so funny, but yeah, okay.
2: But um, in in Marvel, so I I actually have two that compete. So, first off, is Magneto. Um, I really like Stan Lee's idea behind Magneto and Professor Mm -hmm. X. He characterized them after. The relationship between Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. Something we've talked about a lot. Of we talk games. about a yeah, lot. Like
1: I think understanding civil rights, that was what mm-hmm. drew us into X, like yes. drew me into X Men mm-hmm. in the first place, was mm-hmm. that dynamic and just mm-hmm. the fact that their main villain was someone you rooted for. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and, and I do. I, I like the fact that at least early on, I know now things have changed just a little bit, but early on, Magneto had the power. He was not afraid to use it. You mm-hmm. messed with his people, and he was going to mess you up. And that's what I liked about him. But more recently, um, I've come to really appreciate Miles Morales, um, mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. Latino Spider-Man. Yes. And
1: yeah. Again, with the rep- like my nephew. Yeah. Uh, he loves the Miles Morales. He's only three, but he loves the Miles Morales Spider-Man. Like, mm-hmm. I got him the doll for Christmas. I got him a T-shirt. Like, he just he's obsessed with it yeah, but it's because yeah. he's vir- like it looks i mean I, it looks like him it looks like yeah. him he understand like he's 3 and he understands that like it's just just to see mm-hmm. that is it, it's so and then the people who get upset with it but it's like look at the impact it's having on these kids already
0: exactly. yeah and i always get mad too because like i want miles morales in a live action you know yeah, i think he's coming yeah and like there's like a little things but like the average person is gonna get so mad, and I think that's the the backlash, you know. And it's just like well, so. It's like okay, about we'll get more cartoons. Yeah,
2: because mm-hmm. you'll be like, you are just mad. If yeah. you just News. And mm-hmm. I have to. I have to get this in. There is a Black Batman now. And oh yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I haven't picked up his comics yet, but I've been looking at the information about him, and I like him. I too. was reading yeah. the
1: the the interesting questions it raises mm-hmm. as. A black man going around beating up criminals and stuff like how that changes it makes you examine the
0: whole the whole Mm -hmm. concept um on youtube i follow it's like variant comics i don't know if you follow that but they do stuff like that where like the latest comic books they do they wait for like three issues to come out or two of them and then they talk about it so it's good not being able to like pick up the comics but you know the gist of it the story yeah Yeah, so it's like variant comics it's just like a bunch of nerds out of texas i think and it's just uh it's great to listen to them and like and they break down lots down they got like a pool list one and then they'll bring like if new stuff comes into like the marvel universe they'll break down origin story and different story arcs and things like that so it's variant comics are tight when did you first get into comics how old were you
2: fitness um probably 12 13
1: at that age yeah mm-hmm. um i was I, I got in right when x-men relaunched in 92 i think i was 10 when x-men relaunched in 92 with yeah. Uh, they split to Uncanny X-Men and X-Men. Yeah. Um, they had the
2: five covers. I have all five. Do I you have like, all five? Oh, yeah. Oh, like, my God. We I were trying to collect time, them. Time, I was
1: yeah. like, I got Awesome. We only had, like, two or th- – like we had, like, two or three, yeah. And I remember, like, uh-huh. going to the comic book store and seeing all five of them laid out and, like, how uh-huh. cool – yeah, how cool that looked. Mm-hmm. Tight. It was a golden era. Like, we mm-hmm. were – I mean, it's crazy now, but like that was when comic books were like mm-hmm. resurging, and yeah. you can still get them for like I, I forget the subscription it's was like, so cheap.
0: Yeah, you still get them for like Everybody, you know fifty cents yeah, or a dollar. dollar yeah, yeah, dollar ten. Deliver, like
1: mm-hmm. in the mail, like filling out the mm-hmm. thing in the back, and, yeah. you, and like we got What's the subscription like, now. Yeah. Like it's coming every month. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, and like now with comics, they kind of tailor the movies and stuff, you know, a little bit. They do have like different arcs and different you know universes now, but. That are still stay strong, but a lot of them kind of just tailor the movies now. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Do you have a, fa- a favorite uh, like movie from the from comics?
2: Um, Howard the Duck. <laughs> probably not gonna be a, a popular one, but Zack Snyder's um, Justice League.
0: Ooh, the long one or the regular one? The long one. The long one. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: it's like who's the other guy? It's like he was like, "This is great. Cut out everything about <laughs> anything." And go. Oh, we're at two hours? Perfect.
1: (laughs) It was shocking to, I mean, we knew it was coming, but Mm. when I watched that, I like explaining because Samantha hadn't seen the other one. And I'm like, the other one makes no sense at all. This makes,
0: this is. It's just all action, shoot them up, you know? It's like obviously tailored for like. like, I I would have been
1: furious Mm. if I were him too, because they took what's a pretty good movie and launching off point Mm -hmm. for like a trilogy or something or a universe. And turned it into the garbage can that was...
0: Because, like, even the garbage can, you see the glimpse of how Cyborg is, like, the heart yeah. of it. And it's just, like, very, very few. And you have to know comic books to even see that. Exactly. And then with how he's portrayed in that, you know, four-hour-long one, you know? Like, you can tell, like, Cyborg, he is the heart of the movie.
1: At the end of the four-hour one, I was disappointed that we're not going to see more movies based off that mm-hmm.
2: movie. I know. Mm-hmm. I, what I found intriguing was uh, the dark Superman um, when he was beating the shit out of um, what's his name at the end. I was just like, <laughs> it was like, you know, Superman's a badass, but mm-hmm. you don't ever see it because he's all like, I'm a goody two. Yeah, ones.
0: he's very restrained. Like, yeah, it's crazy. but
2: he was unleashed. It was like seeing Darth Vader in Rogue One for yeah, the first time. Yeah. Really yeah. cut yeah. loose. It's like, just, yeah. You know, OK, this guy this, is terrifying. This explains <laughs> all the terror. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh
0: uh-huh. And how he I just, always
1: love the Dark Superman because there's one in uh in the uh, animated series where, an alternate you, uh, whatever where Superman is evil and mm-hmm. just
0: oh yeah he's like a mob boss one is that the one
1: no and he like Lex Luthor convinces like Lois dies or something and oh that's the
0: that's the, the injustice, injustice one injustice. Yeah, yeah so yeah. that one just came out as based off the the game actually mm-hmm. and yeah so he lost Lois. And he has nothing else to live for. He just fucks everybody. Up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's always interesting to see mm-hmm. that, that juxtaposition. Yeah. All
0: right. All One right. more question. One more. What X-Men would you like to see in the MCU? Because, you know, in the Doctor Strange, they uh, teased uh, Xavier, you know? Yeah. So there's going to be more. And ah, it's exciting. Exciting times for the nerds.
2: <laughs> oh. So an x Men. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Um. I would have to say, I'm, I'm still rooting for Magneto, but I would really like to see um, the Beast.
0: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, see how they take him.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. How they're going to do him. I really like um how he was in the cartoon like from the 90s yeah very political
0: out front and quoting people,
1: always with the the quotes and everything (laughs) like he's so cool and so and so smart yeah yeah. (laughs) he's
0: legit and like not just not science smart because in like newer ones he's kind of just science smart Mm -hmm. but in the in the comics and the cartoon very philosophy philosophy based you know and just a very humanitarian who could they
1: get to play who could pull that off yeah, I had, that. That's, that, that's the thing, too. And like as a kid, <laughs> I always pictured Beast as being black no, in cartoon. The cartoon, the cartoon Beast is black. <laughs> yes, yes.
0: But you keep a crypt dump. That's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because, like, you and knew, he, he even though you like knew he was in a
0: suit, too. He yeah. just looked all hard. He looked like the, if the Rock Wars suit yeah. and had a bunch of Even fur, though you knew in I his background like, he
1: was a white guy, you're like, <laughs> no, no, no. We though, all knew. We all knew. We is all knew. he, though?
0: Yeah, we all know what X Men was based off of, you know. To be nothing but brown and black people, it's like uh,
1: what's, it's like the, the, the Thundercats that you knew were black. Yeah. <laughs> Panthro is definitely black. Yeah, like, Panthro. Yeah, deep ass voice and shit, uh-huh. like all cool and everything. Very
0: very charming, you know. Yeah, that laugh that laugh he had too. I was like,
1: oh. <laughs> <You gotta laughs> Thundercat had a bunch of brothers running around. Yeah.
0: And Chitara.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you made it through. That was it. That was the, that was the hard body questions. questions. Hard Aww. body. You know? All right. Let's let's wrap this up. Yeah. Um, we have a hero of the week this week. Uh, mm. I saw this on the on on the internets. Um, a Ukrainian woman was confronting Russian soldiers as they were walking through a city and she was yelling at them. Uh, like you know the why are they were coming in and then she was offering them sunflower seeds so when they died at least something would grow from their bodies uh, that's their a hard
4: body shit <laughs>
2: oh the ukrainians are so mm. hardcore right now savage oh, i yeah.
1: love it like just like we the talk- attitude right there just uh. telling you the mindset of these people mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. what it's like it's stupid because like they're so closely related to russians like no everyone knows not to fuck with russians like they're just like you are. Why would you? But even treated it worse. So, yeah, they're, they're treated worse than you are. Yeah, yes.
0: yes. And it's because was because the Ukraine was part of Russia back in the day, and Kiev was the capital it's of like Russia, Russia yeah. before they changed it to Moscow. You know, look at that history. I got you. <gasps> yeah. You know, not, it's not only Sean. I got a little bit of up in here. My little knowledge. Give me some value.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and that's the this thing too. It goes back yeah, thousands mm-hmm. of years. Thousands of years, they, and that's why they're like they got the same kind of like religious upbringing, the same stories they tell their children. You know, so the same culture, same culture. They, but it's just when they, you know, receded from the USSR, they're their own, and they got treated because they're a smaller country now, obviously. Right. Nobody really wanted them. Someone's fucking around and finding out, though. <laughs> yeah. especially especially when you got boxers holding up machine guns. You got mayors, mayors with machine guns. It's fantastic. So much. Uh, Let's go. Yeah,
1: the Ukrainian story is inspiring. Hopefully, so next they hold, hold out. We'll ne- talk more ne-
0: next week. We'll find out. Ukraine has won and taken over Russia. <laughs> Putin is out. Oh my god. I they just all, all they just all start storming in on a hard body, and Russia doesn't have any help. No. They can't build standing, bullets fast enough. They're standing alone. Yeah, yeah. All
1: right, Caesar, you got to grind your gears this week. Oh this my so god, this because it's so because this is true. It's so true. You that big in the so, NBA and you
0: see it. So this this is uh, Charles Oakley uh, was talking shit on um, the Bucks. Uh, I can never say his name. John Tinkerhut. Yeah, yeah. Was like if he played in our times, like he wouldn't like he would have just got he wouldn't be scoring. He wouldn't have been doing nothing. And I was like, yo. This just reminds me like all the golden era hip hop guys, like, oh, my era is the best. Like, da like technically, like Giannis is built like he's like a massive football player that could have that has handles. You're like, bro, like you're not like gonna Oakley,
1: no. you were 6'9", 240 pounds, could no, barely run and jump. And no, like no championship. Played yeah, played in the NBA. Like mm-hmm. he's bigger taller faster and stronger
0: than you and his technical skill and is is way way more skilled than you (laughs) yes and it's just like and like i understand (laughs) it's a different era you know rough and tough you know uh, it's like steve kerr always mm -hmm. says
1: basketball is special it's the only sport where people get worse over time (laughs) yeah people get less skilled (laughs) less fast less big over time just
0: reminds me of Mm -hmm. golden hair but i was like oh there's no good music anymore there's nothing like that but when you hear, like, what J. Cole says sometimes or, like, Benny the Butcher or, like, even. That's the
1: thing. Even, like, gangster rappers are more mm. knowledgeable about, like, the systems of oppression. <laughs> yes, now. Than they were 30 years ago. Like, like then like... the smartest, like, most caught, like, you know what I mean? Like, Benny the Butcher or someone is, like, explaining more about like the government the, the, the oppression <laughs> than like you know yeah chuck d was in 1988
0: just think of chuck d had the internet yeah
1: like exactly like, and he
0: could read more books at a time you know like boom, like it's just that and that's that's what it just reminded me of. i'm just kind of my gears and it's like you know like don't get me wrong i love going to hip hop myself you know product we grew of up it. it yeah and it's just like but to see all like the stuff that's coming out now or like, like, like
1: yeah we saw jordan you know we saw <laughs> these guys in their prime but like it's how could like how can you argue that like someone who is just as athletic but like 30 pounds heavier and six <laughs> inches taller is it better than that yeah. person physically like, yeah i'm sorry so uh, not the way it works.
0: uh i was grinding my gears because i saw the similarity you know and i was swinging through the vines and i was just getting all mad and i was like come on old man you know i'm an old man now too but i'm not like that yeah it's it's the felt like that's just
1: how men are yeah <laughs> part of your, like, defining your masculinity is putting down the people who come after you as being less than you
0: are. And, like, that's the thing with hip-hop, too, until, like, recently. Like, hip-hop didn't mentor young people. Like, back in the 80s and 90s, it did happen. But something happened from, like, the 90s, 2000s. There was not bringing anyone under their own, their wing. Like, Nas is doing it with his label and things like that. But, like, in like, Jay-Z doing it with, like, J. Cole and, like, Dreamville. But, like, who really else is doing it, you know? Like, Ron Otis is doing it, he's not even a rapper, you know? Like, so things like that.
1: Yeah. That is one thing the NBA does great, though, is they get that, you know, you have Kareem Abdul Jabbar talking to Jabari. Yeah.
4: Like it's, it's yeah.
1: you know, so like, <clears throat> these people are they're, like, they're still working. Still, like, these mm-hmm. are living civil rights and, like, you know, icons, and they interact with these young players. And that's why, like, the NBA is so progressive. And exactly so they, about they, humanity and not yeah, necessarily like these, about these guys money. they school them up and and they left their they see you know multiple times of year someone who sat you know sacrificed mm-hmm. for them to get what they are yeah. they they know those people and hear those stories and type. that's how
0: you innovate by seeing you know like like your kids or mentors they they go off off of you yeah. and if you know you're doing something they're gonna do that and then take it up another notch
1: yeah, yeah. like to see like michael jordan like. How the players are to Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. but then to see how Michael Jordan is to, like, Julius Irving and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, yeah. and then how they all are to, like, sort of, like, Bill Russell, mm-hmm. who's still, you know, alive, who, mm-hmm. like, fucking, it was, you know, meeting with, you know, Muhammad Ali yeah. and Martin <laughs> Luther King and Malcolm X, yeah. like, you know, it's, it's, you know, I need to watch that doc. Have you seen that documentary, uh, A Night in Miami? I haven't oh, seen yeah. it yet. It's, it's really, really good. good. It's really good. Oh, yeah. Regina King,
0: right? And she's a little story. She's. Mm -hmm.
1: yeah exciting i need to i I Mm -hmm. want to see that just because But
0: you know while we're on basketball salute to curry with the you know the kobe Bryant mvp switch switch, switching the name to kobe yeah so yeah
1: it was crazy to see
0: i didn't get a chance to see it but i heard it was just raining pouring (laughs) pouring threes (laughs) out there
1: well shout outs make sure uh you know i need to check the voicemail um we get too busy (laughs) uh if you want to uh you know Call and leave a message asking a question, make a request for a song. You can give us a call at 775 800 9153 and we will respond or add you on the podcast the next time I remember to check.
0: Yeah, if you want to talk shit about Golden Hair shit, let's go.
1: Yeah, if you disagree with something we said Mm -hmm. or have something to say or just want to fuck around to find out, yes, holler at us.
0: We could bench press a block or two. (laughs) But, uh, and I want to, you know, shout out to the baby mama, aka Team Money. For uh, giving me these headphones, all nice, nice, good old deal. You know, yeah. using them. I am I'm, I'm shocked. Cause I remember when you were looking. Yeah, this was to one decide, of them. Yeah, and you and didn't get I, these. I didn't get them, but like now you got them. And so now you, I got them. You got so, both. Yeah. So you know, salute to you, baby. <laughs> uh,
1: in this upcoming event, I'll have more information <laughs> uh, soon. But April second. Uh, A traveling poet will be, I can't remember his name. I don't have any other information. All I know is Mm -hmm. that the Nevada Museum of Art, April 2nd. And I will be sharing some poetry with him uh, along with, I don't know, I forget who else. I think Ian Mm -hmm. and uh, maybe Elisa uh, from Spoken Views. But uh, more information on that to come.
0: Yeah. And then also uh, the homies at Lasting Dose, they got an art gallery up, uh, Year of the Tiger. Nice. Mm -hmm.
1: Is that the delayed one?
0: No, they, uh, so the one was Joe and Mike. So their stuff, it just went up like a week late. They didn't have an opening reception because was ev- everything was like coming back up. But uh, the year of the Tiger, I think by the time this comes out next week, um, should be up. Nice. Mm-hmm. So they got new stuff going on.
1: Check it out. Mm-hmm. And then uh, lastly, we have a fuckboy of the week this oh. week
0: i'm happy about this one.
1: and uh you know he's the first time this is the first time we've awarded it to him but i feel like he could have gotten it a lot
0: La, lot you know but
1: it's a it's all just... vladimir putin out there <laughs> in, in russia thinking he could take a w trying in to start 24 hours three <laughs> and just completely underestimate uh, underestimating the ukrainian people military um mm-hmm. i was reading the twitter feed from the defense minister from one of the neighboring states estonia i think uh was just sharing how like they completely underestimated how much or how long this would take. Uh, I saw a video on Twitter of like so a, a man in Ukraine driving down a road and like there's like a, a Russian tank pulled over and he stops to talk to the guys and they're out of fuel. And he's like starts talking <laughs> shit to them about towing them back to the border. And they're like, no, we don't know where we're going. And then he drives like another like mile or two down the road. And there's another tank same thing like all these tanks are literally just stopped
0: doesn't russia have like a crazy ass supply of fucking oil and gasoline like the
1: supply lines and they yeah. just this just shows you the incompetence mm-hmm. they're saying like generals were selling fuel to make money because it's so expensive you know uh-huh. so they're just like selling it on the side and profiting it themselves so then the troops are running oh out. man <laughs> so this is what you have when you, everything's corrupt yeah. no one know, like no, no one above you knows it everyone's just out <laughs> to get you know make a quick dollar so um i know we're joking like but like it's it's helping the ukrainian <laughs> people yeah um, mm-hmm. and like the president of ukraine just a former comedian. <laughs> like, that story, like you John was Stewart, funny, yeah. like, like the John Stewart of Ukra- like, <laughs> Ukraine, Ukraine president. president, and he's out there like, you know, taking pictures, showing people he's still in the city, like, you know, defending his country and standing mm-hmm. up for his people. And Vladimir Putin's in a bunker with a bunch of oligarchs yeah. getting yelled at.
0: But I don't salute to all those photojournalists. I've been seeing all this stuff on, you know, like TikTok and everything. I saw like one lady that. carrying.
1: Like, her kids to the bathroom of her apartment while she was on a zoom mm-hmm. reporting about the missile strikes and kept reporting the whole time. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah, we're just sitting in the bathroom. There's no windows in here. So yeah. like we should be safe, like safe, should be okay.
0: No, salute to all the journalists out there doing, doing their due diligence and putting their life on the line and, to keep the people informed of the truth. Informed of the truth, yeah. Because the and Russian it,
1: propaganda machine is on.
0: Dude, and that's why it's it's hard to, like, and that's what sucks when they you They call him a Nazi
1: yeah. and he's Jewish. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, the, the president yeah. of Ukraine is Jewish mm-hmm. and they're, like, saying he's a Nazi. And they're, like, he has, like, grandparents and shit that died in the Holocaust. Yeah.
0: And it's just, like, it's hard to you because it's you can't even, like, trust your local, uh, like, your main news media stream, you know?
1: Well, we yeah. all know there's people here who want the same thing.
0: But it's just you know we got to tell the people every time. There's people, yeah. You know, there's people time. in
1: this country who would be just as happy living under the same system as mm-hmm. people in Russia are living, under. as long as the, it was their side that was telling them <laughs>
0: yeah. the yeah. truth. But you know, <laughs> we don't have to name names. No, we don't <laughs> at all. But uh, is there anything else before we go? You want to
1: plug or talk about or tell the people to do your, the Facebook page or the think caucus? Of, What's, what do you want people to think of as they think of Black History Month, truly?
2: Um, I want them to think about the struggle those the people who were being glorified through various information sharings had to go through and how much further they could have gotten had things been more equal.
1: Mm-hmm. Damn, that <laughs> is something that is often overlooked. Mm-hmm if if they had just been allowed to <laughs> to live longer <laughs> i mean you you put it perfectly one time we were talking it was like think about how more advanced this country would be yeah if they allowed you know everyone the same access and the same mm-hmm. freedom to operate as they did white people and l- like our entire you know society suffers from the limits that they they place it uh, the, it is limits like i said earlier mm-hmm. there's limit you're placing a limit on someone's potential their education and, uh, anything that lost potential mm-hmm. is something that cannot be quantified and can't be even calculated because it's so unfathomable and for how many years and generations has it been mm-hmm. going on yeah
0: cuz it's crazy when you say like oh this kid could do can solve cancer you know like maybe if we all had the same Amount of you know, how many Einsteins? How many you could know, there like, been
1: like geniuses are what have never gotten the chance to, to be to who be they beca- could truly be? Yeah, right. mm-hmm. so they're just like you know, some lower version of their potential, yeah,
0: just working that nine to five grind just There's, to survive, yeah, like,
1: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. angry
2: and frustrated, and not knowing why,
0: not
1: yeah. Knowing why. yeah well edward thank you for joining us
0: great conversation
1: yeah Fantastic. sharing your Love knowledge mm-hmm. uh sharing your thoughts on the marvel universe <laughs> yes <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> um
0: uh, you got to keep you in mind because we have some other things we're trying to do so especially on on that uh yeah
1: we we need to schedule and do the the nerd podcast the nerd where we one. just nerd out and talk yeah. about comics
0: oh. and at, at least like once a month there's <laughs> like like a panel there's like a panel i think, this. think where there's like we're yeah. up to like four or five now so yeah. it's just like and we got a place to do it at and things like that but it's just uh getting everyone we're all adults getting everyone together in the same room at the same time yeah, yeah. we'll
1: That'd be we'll, awesome we'll do that mm-hmm. all right uh make sure you follow us you know uh, social media and everything we, every week uh we drop a new episode we're, we're about to string together come in hard body for the spring we're lining mm-hmm. up uh guests and uh i'm excited for some of the people we're gonna have on But uh, also, every Friday night from 9 to 11, we have the radio show Up in the Mix where we play nothing but the best of all things Mm hip-hop.
0: Don't forget to also tell people about Up in the Mix. You know, tell your mother, your cousin, your sister, too. Sharing is caring. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And it helps the algorithms. Yes.
0: And, Uh, you know, uh, it'll give us more potential to do more things for y'all.
1: But uh, until next time... um winter's back again yeah <laughs> yeah so
0: <laughs> the second winter but i think it's supposed to get warm again so yeah, but then it'll snow so false
1: fall spring's coming mm-hmm. um but uh, enjoy yourselves uh if you have allergies like me stay safe yeah. <laughs> stay <laughs> antihistamine <Yeah>. up
0: <laughs> uh still a photo stay hydrated and uh respect